introducing the Dark Girl Boss Podcast for the melanated woman and girl across the globe. Unlock your genes of greatness. Feel powerful within the skin you are in. Love your unique DNA through our stories, facts, original narratives, quotes and poems. Join me, your host, Khadija Ward, on all major podcast platforms. Feel great and do great with the Dark Girl Boss Podcast. Not to be missed. Welcome, 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 Empresses, to the Dark Girl Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Khadija Ward, and this is episode 11, Joy and Power. Just some snippets from the book, Dark Girl Boss, From Self-Hate to Great, and my trademark war with You Go Boss. Let's go. In companies trying to prevent black progress, if you don't know Dark Girl Boss, it was basically started by Khadija Ward. Then she takes it to the IPO office to then get a trademark. Mm. Knock, knock, postman, come. Let her come true. Hello. Hugo Boss. What? Desist and remove your application because it has the word boss in it, basically. Dark Girl Boss is the brand's name. Hugo Boss. And now you can't use boss. But there's plenty of things that have the word boss in it. Did they come off the girl boss? I don't know. Did you, Hugo Boss? I just feel like they saw a black woman trying to do something and they were like, you know what? No. What she do? She continued. And she took the story to the media. They approved her registration, so she got it trademarked. Yep. So she came out on top, basically. And this is a story, I guess, to people who are thinking of starting a company. Do you. Right. And call it what it is. Racist. <laughs> This week's um, podcast is snippets of my book, Dark Girl Boss from Self-Hate to Great, which is about empowerment, self-awareness of greatness, and the subtitle from Self-Hate to Great tells the paradigmatic shift of my story of self-hate to ultimate feelings of power and greatness. And I chose pain, joy, and power for the theme of the book as I felt it to be a true representation of not just my life, but the life of you, my sisters, both women and girls. Our ancestral story has, to most part, shaped our lives as they are today, and I believe that you will all resonate with the pain, joy, and power of the stories shared in the book by your trailblazing empress sisters within this book, within the book. I have had many painful episodes in my life and I have shared some significant painful experiences with you that have impacted on my decision-making and made me who I am today. In essence, we must take the pain with the joy and learn to overcome the pain to help create lasting, joyous future lifestyles. Joy, we need this. What is joy? And why do we need it? Okay, we all know that joy is a feeling of great happiness and pleasure. 
and pleasure and happiness are things that make us feel good. That is the reason we seek it. We don't wake up in the morning and consciously think, I'm looking for joy today. And we may not be consciously aware that we are seeking joy, but we are. The essence of our being as humans is to find and experience happiness. Check this out. We get our hair done, joy. We buy new clothes, joy. We buy new shoes, joy. Our children do well in life, joy. We become parents, joy. The grandkids visit us, joy. We are appointed for the job we interviewed for, joy. Our business is off the scale, joy. We party, joy. Festive celebrations, joy. Sexual intercourse, joy. For some of us anyway, not all of us. <laughs> and the list goes on. We are fed up. We are fed the idea that the nine to five, the corporate plantation is the pathway to receiving the bites of joy that we so desperately seek. The systems and structures that we live under today are set up so we receive snippets of happiness and we work our tails off to obtain the small pieces of different types of joy in our lives. But only a small percentage of us get to feel the ultimate happiness or what the system has defined as the happiness that we all are searching for because for the most part, we need wealth to experience it. We can feel joy if we are surrounded by our family and our grandchildren, etc. However, we cannot survive on that part of our happiness alone. At the back of our minds, we, we will be thinking of the other things we need to make us happy because joy is the drug that we continuously seek. And there are different elements of our life that give it to us. We don't need joy just because we like it. Our bodies are built in a manner that requires it as it impacts our physical, mental and spiritual well-being. We have heard that stress can kill, right? Well, when one is experiencing stress, it shuts down cortisol, adrenaline and other health deteriorating processes in the body. The body finds it difficult to heal in an event of stress. Joy, on the other hand, stimulates the release of particular hormones, feel joy hormones. I'm not a medical doctor, disclaimer. However, these matters are easy to research. And plus, I tend to know things and I don't know how I know them. It's the ancestors feeding me information. Anyway, laughing increases serotonin and endorphins in the brain and simultaneously decreases stress hormones in the body. Smiling and laughing is good for the health of, of your lungs, muscles, heart, and immune system. So what does that tell us? It tells us that naturally we will seek joy to give our body what it requires to function correctly. That is why being a boss, your own boss, is so important as we are removing the stress of working on the corporate plantation, you know, um, and replacing it with joy of what being a boss brings, you know, the independence. When my family were a whole family, I was happy with my childhood, home life. My father never ever raised a finger to my mother. My mother was funny, my father was funny, and I enjoyed the playful Bajan banter between them. They both had a great sense of humor and would make us laugh a lot. 
I remember we went to Bassie Fun Fair as a family. We had so many good times, and there were the times I enjoyed my childhood. There was always music in the house. My dad had a blue record player from the 60s, of which he still had to the day he died, and he died 2015. He knew I liked Tina Turner, so he brought me my first record that I ever owned. I remember it was a small 45, and it was cream-coloured. The label was cream-coloured. And, and it was Nutbush. My father loved Shirley Brown. He would play her records over and over again, and I loved it. I always loved foods, and I enjoyed the experience of sitting around the table and eating with people and my family. We always used to sit around the table at mealtimes, and I would really look forward to family times at the dinner table with my siblings and parents. We would have red syrup in the glass container for the drink, or syrup, as Bajans would say. And of course, various different, you know, Bajan dishes like cuckoo and saltfish. I remember my mother used to serve my father great big plates of food. And I would compare my plate and think, that's not fair. I'd like a big plate of food because I just love food. I remember my father would challenge me to race just for fun, you know, um, outside of the house. He was a fast runner, as was I. Of course, I was not as fast as him, but he would challenge me to race him up the top of the road. And if I could beat him, he would give me sixpence, which was a shiny uh, silver sixpence um, for those that weren't born in the 60s. I, and I was motivated. He would hold his jacket pocket as he slowly jogged along to allow me to win. And I could hear all the money jingling around as I ran my fastest to win the grand prize. He let me win and I was happy. I was joyful. I had a shiny new sixpence. My father never called me princess or queen. His nickname for me was Little Lad. Yep, Little Lad, due to the fact that I was a tomboy and I was small, and probably because I would always get into fights with boys, especially when they called me Blackie, no less. I believed my father was the best thing since sliced bread. He was like a god to me. He would shower my siblings and I with love and affection. I would comb and plait his hair, and he would laugh, saying I plait backwards because I was um, left-handed. Um, I just had a very joyous childhood, even though we didn't have much money, but I was very, I was a happy child. And the birth of my two sons had been the most joyous moments of my life. You know, I felt I had people in my life I could give all my love to that would be re returned unconditionally without hurting me. Between my sons, they've given me six grandchildren. I missed out on having the four children I wanted to, so I'm very happy to have lots of grandchildren. I became a grandmother at 41, um, and it was such a wonderful feeling. And, you know, all of them give me an abundance of joy, just watching them and spending time with them and being around them. A wonderful feeling indeed. My father, he built, later on in life, he built a music studio in my cellar for my eldest son. I loved it. We would have a full house every day. My son's friend would come and eat and socialise and work in the studio. I would have lots of dinner parties as I like to cook and my family and friends like to eat. I felt complete with me and I'm a, my own boss. There's nobody telling me what to do. I do whatever I want to do. I love to write and inspire and empower my people. I just feel joyous every day. Other empresses um, share stories within, their, within the book. So they share their pain, joy, power, you know, humor, troubles and successes. Our entire life journey as melanated women 
um, to in turn show you just how it's done to grow your personal brand and embrace your greatness. Um, the term I use dark skin, I've told you that before in the book, in the title, um, throughout the book as well. It's inclusive of all my queens of various shades of black. We are all African. So not only to be comfortable in the skin that you are in, but to feel powerful because of the skin that you are in. Yeah. Are you getting this empresses? You were born great. And Dark Girl Boss, the book, will help you recognize your beauty, embrace your person, personal power, and God-given innate greatness, and ultimately give you the confidence to remove yourself from the courtroom plantation and live your life's dream as women of stature. It will inspire through the stories and practical action steps of the dark girl boss greatness to once again reclaim your natural power as an empress and empower you to build your independent brand or institutions for your own personal success and the good of your nation. If you succeed, your nation will also succeed because you are the fabric of the nation. You are warriors, childbearers, sisters, wives, business leaders, nurturers, mothers, teachers, you are dark-skinned empresses of the African realm. close friend reminded me of my full fright personality manifesting itself at the age of 10. She described me as powerful, you know, in a positive way. And she said she was astonished when she saw me always challenging injustice. And even though I was, you know, like 10 years old, it didn't matter who or how old they were. She said, if you thought they were wrong, you would challenge them. Now that is a boss in the making right there. I believe um, childhood personal power poses a threat to the system. The power of intellect, the power of emotional intelligence, the power of seeing through people with self-confidence may prove to be a problem for the system. Um, so they aim to quash the power of any child who may appear outside of the norm, like a school teacher I had, for instance. As a child, it may, and it did prove difficult for me to prevent adults from quashing my power simply because adults hold the power over children. The systems, structures, processes, rules and regulations are all created by adults so they have the power to say what is and what isn't. It's hard to fight them. It is therefore so very important that we protect our young empresses from the structures, systems and environment that don't have their best interests at heart. In fact, it will destroy any power that they possess. So it's up to us to create and build to protect our young empresses so that they can revel in their greatness and appreciate themselves for who they really are. That is the aim of the Dark Girl Boss brand. This is specifically aimed at young Dark Girl Bosses. Power, we continue with power. 
and from the genes of greatness. Young empresses, take heed. You come from great stock and do not let anybody tell you any different. It's very important to understand and realize your story because that's where you draw your power from. In his story, so that's H-I-S hyphen story, some of our warrior queens are depicted as non-black and we are also aware through the teachings and research of Professor Manu Ampin. So see my book, Black Sterling, chapter four, once upon a time we were rich. Don't get it twisted, ancient Egyptians were black. That people are going to great lengths to change the real story, race and color of ancient, you know, comedic kings and queens. Look on Netflix at the moment, there's um, the story of Cleopatra and some Egyptian Arabs now are taking Netflix to court because they're saying that they're um, portraying Cleopatra, Cleopatra as black and they shouldn't be doing so. So you can see the lengths that people are going through to so that we are not shown, we as the melanated queens are not shown in positions of power. Well, anyway, it's imperative, therefore, that we know the real stories of our ancestors and our current empresses within this book, within the book, Dark Girl Boss, you know, for in the future, young girls and women alike will be able to draw upon their stories for strength and recognition, recognition of greatness. The young empresses of today are the leaders of tomorrow, side by side with their young kings. We mustn't allow ourselves or our children to be brainwashed with a colonial mindset. We have to awaken them to their true identity, their true past and true greatness their true power, for they are our future. We cannot teach them to get a job. We must teach them to aspire to the highest levels that they possibly can outside of the corporate plantation to help more and earn more. You need to totally step outside of trading time for money and focus on business and, you know, models that allow you to become independent of the system. We have to encourage the creativity I the creativity and ideas of our young, but we must have the infrastructures, factories and industries to ensure that ownership is kept within our community so that we can financially benefit from those creative ideas. I have examples of two young empresses in the US, a beautiful um, child who was bullied for her dark complexion. Now she has her own clothing line. She turned her pain into strength and joy. She embraced her greatness and made it work for her. She turned it into power, a negative into power. A 13 year old entrepreneur and founder of Me and the Bees Lemonade, using her grandmother's cookbook and her own unique ingredients, she started her own business with one lemonade stand that is now a successful business. In 2016, she received an investment from an African-American businessman. Today, her product is available in over 350 stores across the US. Her dark girl boss greatness tip for success is, don't be discouraged by life's little stings, get back up and spread your wings. That's absolutely beautiful. There is a global natural hair movement occurring, which is inspiring. We are gradually awakening to our natural and unique beauty. I don't need to list what they are. We know what they are. They are God-given 
beautiful attributes that other races do not have. We are beautifully unique. So I would say to young dark girl bosses, take control of your mind. Believe, believe in your great power and the power of your ancestral warrior queens. You are from genes of greatness. And your warrior queens took pride in who they were. Mirror their strength, courage, and greatness. You must have total respect for yourself and protect your crown jewels, your precious cargo, and don't feel that you have to give it up to the first young king that takes interest in you. Believe in the sanctity of marriage. Take time out to learn about your extraordinary past and your legacies. Spend time with the elders in your family to learn family stories. Observe life and become reflective of the society of whence you came. Practice oral traditions, which means sit around and share stories with fellow young dark girl bosses. We must all become historians to obtain and know the true and key facts of our background. Spend your money with other Empress businesses to help them rise. Get the book, Dark Girl Boss, so that you can learn, read about the stories from your trailblazing elders, your elders of today that are now, they're living today, their stories. Yeah, so you can grow from learning from their stories and also share the book with your friends so they may learn to have great pride in themselves. And I'm going to finish off with the story of how Dark Girl Boss came to be is a story of courage, strength, power, pain, and joy, and how I grew upon my ancestral greatness, my warriors, to help me overcome a fight with the global giants, Hugo Boss. talk today I am joined by somebody who I've been following um, somebody who I now consider to be quite an activist <laughs> because um, you know it's strange when you go up against a big organization you have to really understand what you're taking on because so many people go up against organizations and they just leave it because these organizations have got the resources and you came across my radar as somebody that is going across, basically living this whole David and Goliath thing where you're the little person fighting the big person over something that you've done. And so it's a pleasure to have Khadija here today, myself joined with Quincy. And so so we thought we'd Thanks. invite her in, give her a quick grill and find out what's going on, find out what the real talk in the situation is and find out exactly why you are now the David fighting the Goliath. So just tell me a little bit about how this all happened. How, how did this all happen? Well, um, 
I had the idea for my book, uh, Dark Girl Boss and the brand and mm. uh, Black Sterling as well, because I'm the author of uh, Black Sterling, about two years ago. Yeah. Um, but I decided to go with Black Sterling first, um, and now I've decided to go with uh, Dark Girl Boss. So what I did was um, I put stuff out there, done a little bit of a pre-launch, put stuff out there on social media. I created some T-shirts just to get some momentum yeah. going so that people could you know, get a feel for the brand. Um, and I also uh, registered for a trademark with the Intellectual Property Office. And mm -hmm. yeah, uh, thereafter, I received a six-page threatening letter. from Six pages. Six pages from Hugo Boss is solicitors. C can I, when you received that email, what was your, what was your f emotional reaction, the first? Well, to be honest, the, it was shock, horror. I was horrified. Um, you know, the blood drained from my face mm. because I was wondering what on earth you go boss would want from me. And not only that, it was the contents of the letter, the tone of the letter yeah. was completely intimidating. It ordered me to shut down, to delete wow. my Twitter accounts, wow. all of my social media accounts, anything that ha was associated with the word with the boss. Word it told me to remove my application from the um, IP. Really? Yeah, I had to sign. They told me that I had to sign something to say that I'd remove it and I would never again apply using the word boss. And they told me if I didn't do that, I might they may take legal action and I would be liable for costs. Just a simple email then? Yeah, just a simple six-page wow. letter that they sent via the post and um, registered delivery as well. You know what? For me, so of all of the people or small companies Hugo Boss could have targeted, why do you think they came for you? Because this is a company, we can mm. agree that most, hmm. they, they take, worldwide take to, brand. Yeah, worldwide, they take the people to court on a regular basis. Who do you think introduced them to yourself? Well, first of all, I believe that Hugo Boss have watchers. So watchers yeah. are people that yeah. would watch the um, the publishing. They troll through. Yeah, the publishing, the IPO just, publishing. Yeah? yeah, so they have people watching <laughs> to see what goes through. Yeah. And I think the reason that this one, uh, that they took on this one, is because they could see that this is a brand that will probably be going somewhere. They it, could see it. And also, I think that because it had the word dark in it, they had an issue with that. That's what I personally think. Yeah. Because there are other brands out there. There's a trademark called Girl Boss. And if you look, and also if you look on the Amazon, there's 76 pages of books with the word, with boss, the word in it. boss. Yeah. So the only reason, conclusion I could come to is that, is that there's an issue with the word dark. So do you think they, 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 their issue is with the whole presupposition that it's a black thing and they don't want to be associated with yes, it's, that, it, that kind of, even, even though black yeah. people buy yeah, that's a lot a, of their that stuff. That is an element of it yeah. because you can look at the logo and you can see that it's an African woman. It's obvious it's an okay. African woman. So you could, that is the logo. Yeah, um, yeah. So you can see it, there's no mistake. Yeah. So for me, that is part of the issue. So, so in, in your eyes, they've singled you out because you've done a couple of things. You were brave enough to use the word boss. Yeah. So you, you knew that you'd have to come up or we possibly have to come up because the trademark thing. And then you've associated with the word dark. Yeah. And for them, it, that was a little bit too much, yeah. you feel. And, and they thought they wanted to keep yeah. the brand a little bit more. And also, white, if, white. And also <laughs> if something like this goes, I mean, someone said to me, all it takes is for someone like a celebrity, say, for example, they said Beyonce to put on that T-shirt. And then and you've got it. a massive brand. Yeah. And I think that you go, boss, they understand this because they've been yeah. in the business yeah. what, since yeah. the 1920s. They understand how brand works, how they can grow quickly. Yeah. And for me, I think they had an issue with that as well. Do you know it was really weird because right, this, uh, a rapper 
Rick Ross, who calls himself the boss, is yeah. he uses the, the boss yeah. a lot, and he might be endorsed by by, by somebody by an organization like that. How did it? Um, who do you turn to when you first got that letter, that email? Like, who did you say? Well, I'm going to call these people directly. Who did you contact? A lawyer? When I well, I first saw it and I told you how I reacted, and then I just thought about it, and I thought, I'm not allowing this. Mm. They're not getting away with this. So what I did was called all my family, called my friends, told everybody, <laughs> and just just got the word out. And there. then I just and I thought, you know something, I'm taking this to the media. Wow. Yeah, I'm wow. I'm not having it. They are not going to bully me. I'm taking this to the media, and that's what I did. I took it to the media. Yeah, in the Monique came out. Well, yeah, I, was, I always said my warrior side came out. My warrior yeah. side came out and I was not going to have it. Yeah. I was determined that I was going to win. I didn't know how, but I thought but the first did. step was to get it out there, to expose them, to yeah. expose yeah. how this is what's going they on treat at you go, boss. smaller, ordinary people and not to let them get away with it. So, what's, so, what's, so since you've, you've taken this, this fight on, on board, um, you're, you're taking on the, the, the large corporations. What has been, have there any comebacks from them? Have, have, have you seen? Well, so what happened was I went, first of all, I went to the social media and all of my, you know, my people supported me and I'm really grateful for that. Um, and then it was picked up by a newspaper. So it was on, it was, there was an article. And once they heard about it, because um, they, they got the, behind the story. Yeah, the newspaper would have to go to them for a quote. Yeah. So they knew it was coming yeah. out. Yeah. Um, they contacted me and they asked for a without prejudice conversation. That's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> Standard without mm. prejudice. So, and that's funny, has a complete difference. So, from, from that email, the, the, mm. the tone of the email, now they Complete want, uh, turnaround. Yeah, because I think that the tone of the email really tries to set the scene for them. That's right. So, you know, to hammer you with a six page email, most people would just say, okay, let me change the name. So, for you looking at that and saying, hold on a minute. This is my brand. I'm not going to quit my brand because I believe in it and people that you know believe in your brand. Yeah. I'm going to fight these giants. So that yeah. to me is what makes it amazing. And that's obviously why you're here today because we yeah. like people that that's fight right. giants yes. because you know the giants can fall. Yes. And right. it's how they fall, I think, is what's really interesting about this story because you know, you're going down a road now where some would say that you might, you know, ahead of you may be great legal costs in order to keep your brand. And, but, but me sitting here talking to you and, and reading up about this before, I kind of get the feeling that you're prepared for all of that. Well, I wasn't, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't prepared to go head to head with them in, mm. in court because they have deeper pockets than me. So They're that would be absolutely pockets. stupid. Um, but I was prepared to fight them in the media because I thought that's where I could win because at the end of the day they're an organisation they care about reputation yep, yep. so you know if that reputation is then tarnished then it affects sales so, so they, they need to look yeah, at that really yeah. seriously I mean I did get legal advice I did get some legal advice and I was advised you know um, you know, I'd get tied up in litigation or not to fight them someone told me to change the name of the brand so I, I had yeah. all different types of legal advice keep but, the name of the brand yeah but at the end of the day I thought mm. to myself let me do what I want to do. Yeah. You know, I, I've created this brand two years ago. I had the idea two years ago. Now, why should I change it just because you go boss tells me to? Yeah. To me, it comes across that your book clearly is making waves because if mm. it wasn't making waves, they wouldn't be knocking at your door. I mean, how does that make you feel? Um, 
it makes the, me the, 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 your book has it make you feel that your book is it makes me feel good actually that my, my book is making waves um that's what i want i want my book to make waves i want it to have an impact yeah you know i want it to have a positive impact so i'm quite happy about it so tell me a little bit about the book though. the book the purpose of the book is mm. to um empower women to find their greatness and to really remove themselves from the corporate plantation and become economically you know powerful and independent we face a lot of discrimination in yeah. the workplace and yeah. in schools so it's for women and girls so it's about really finding yourself liking yourself loving yourself realizing your greatness yeah. and using that to do whatever you want to do in life and that includes being independent not working for the system coming out of it and feeling good about that doing your thing yeah doing your thing yeah and it's there's stories from there's my story in there so there's my personal story and there's also a collection of stories from other women that have yeah. been successful in this hostile yeah. environment as well wow so where wow is the book eventually going to be sold in? well the book um i'm still writing the book but the book <laughs> the book hopefully will be out by christmas um it will be initially available on Amazon, but also available from me directly as well. And also when I do events, it will be available there too. Amazing. Really, really amazing, this story. And, and yeah. you know, I, yeah. I want to say this because it just adds to the amazement that you've got Bajan heritage. It's two Bajans <laughs> on the panel today. You don't upset yeah. a black woman <laughs> and a Bajan black woman Come on. at the same time. All the bees. Help me, help me. Help me. All the way. But in all seriousness, though, I do wish you all the best. I know, you, I know you're a fighter. I know you're not going to give yeah. this thing up. I know, and I'm looking forward to seeing your book out there. Not only at small events, I want to see it on the world stage. I want yeah, to see it out yeah, there. Yeah. And so I'm really looking forward to that. And, you know, again, it's a pleasure that you came in today, you know. No, if, for me, I, I, I'm not a massive reader, but I love to, to follow people's stories. Yes. And it, it sounds like in your book you've got stories it's to going, tell. It, they're great stories. Yeah, you great. should read it. You should read. Can I just show your um, following? The trademark is now a registered trademark. Dark Girl Boss has been accepted by the um, Intellectual Property Office. Wow. It's now a legally protected registered trademark. Wow. Don't play versions here. Don't play. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play versions. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, thanks for watching. Um, a really interesting topic. Thank you so you know, much for one of me. One Thank of the you. first um, a fitting guest, a great topic. A very, very relevant topic um, because if you fight the monster, you empower others. Well, I'm showing to people it can you. be done. It can it be can done. Be I'm done. showing yeah. people it can be done. So it can be done. Well, Empresses, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Just a little quick discussion about joy, my joy, um, and a power how I beat Hugo Boss in a trademark war. I hope you enjoyed the um, interview that I had with Paul McKenzie of uh, Soapbox Real Talk and Quincy the Comedian. Um, so just to give you some encouragement and empowerment to show you that you can exercise your own power and also about joy and loving yourself. And if you want to hear more or read more actually, if you want to read it for yourself, you can go to Amazon and get the book, Dark Girl Boss, and you can read 
stories of five beautiful empresses, just like yourself, who removed themselves from the corporate plantation and done well for themselves, showed this, showed self-love and um, greatness and power of themselves. So just a quick one this week, my lovely empresses. So thank you for listening. Continue to download the podcast and spread the word with your friends and your family. So until next time, remember, you were born great. This is Khadija Ward, and I'm out. Introducing the Dark Girl Boss podcast for the melanated woman and girl across the globe. Unlock your genes of greatness. Feel powerful within the skin you are in. Love your unique DNA through our stories, facts, original narratives, quotes, and poems. Join me, your host, Khadija Ward, on all major podcast platforms. Feel great and do great with the Dark Girl Boss podcast not to be missed.